Hello, welcome to Season 6 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast. My name is Laura Evans, and I am a writer, deep listener, and disillusioned environmental lawyer living in western New York. Season 6 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast is here to explore the opportunities and challenges for human beings as we all live together on this beautiful, harsh, and interconnected planet Earth. This season, we are going to pay special attention to the healing properties of plants, the legalization of cannabis in New York State, tarot, and what is going on with the police in Erie County. Hello, welcome to another episode of Season 6 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast. Today is Saturday, June 5th, 2021, and I recorded this conversation I'm about to share with you yesterday on Friday, June 4th, 2021. So yeah, this conversation, it really, I just, I've been listening to it and it kind of, it's just, it's perfectly like there just unto itself and there's not a whole lot to explain because uh, we set the stage really well together. Um, this person, their name is MZ and I grew up with M, yeah, down the street and they're an artist and just have had this like it's an incredible life story of survival and perseverance and love, and I am just really grateful to have yeah, known him as a, a young person and now as an adult. It's been really great to uh, just yeah reminisce about things. There, I mean, both of us had such very few people like that we grew up with. It was just a small small town, small street, a lot of adults, not that many kids, and so. Um, it's really interesting to, uh, spend time with someone as an adult who grew up in that same world and definitely been a, it's, it's just been a great experience. And I'm also really excited and I've always really admired M's artwork. They do incredible stuff, uh, with digital art and, um, digital videos, uh, but we're going to take some screenshots of some of that work and use it as cover art for the rest of the season. And so instead of just like putting it up and, you know, being like, hey, MZ made this art, check out their website. I wanted to um, actually like let you get to know the person behind the art. And so with all of that, please enjoy my conversation with MZ. All right. Hi, M. Hi. It's good to see you. And... I want you to start off, um, well, both of us to start talking about uh, kind of how we know each other and then in the context of where we're sitting right now. Uh, do you want to kind of set the stage for where we're at? Um, yeah, how did we meet and yeah, uh, what's going up, on here? <laughs> we grew up on the same street in a very small town in Eden, New York. Yeah. And... Um, I guess you can't really call our street a neighborhood because there wasn't a whole lot of kids running around all the time. It's not a street where you can like you can't just like go in the street and play. So like we had to play in each other's backyards and stuff. And that's I used to like coming over to your house to play outside. Yeah. So we're we're sitting in. Yeah, your house on that street yeah. right now, and I'm looking across, and there's grapevines, and it's also like yeah, overlooking Lake Erie and Buffalo. But this is a pretty yeah. rural place. But it's we're a like nice a, view, but we're not on a road for... like into town. I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, we're not near like a cul-de-sac or anything <laughs> where we could all be outside playing. Right. It's a really nice view, though. It's a like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I don't know if this is just a story that my parents tell. 
or if it's actually the case, but they like to say that they bought the house. Like the selling point was the view. Yeah, I I believe it. It's amazing. But it also just sounds like one of my dad's like... (laughs) One of the stories he likes to be entertaining with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Either way, yeah. it doesn't matter. But yeah, no, it's just, it's wild. Like, I mean, back in like the late 80s, we were playing on this, and the early, and the 90s, like playing in each other's backyards, because yeah, we couldn't play in the street. Um, it was just rural and like, but also like kind of a place to drive into town. And then, um, yeah. yeah, we watched a lot of Disney movies. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was fun. It was always fun spending time with you, though, because I just have three older brothers. So it's like it was nice to have another, you know, girl to hang out with. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, well, then my brother was your age and then my little sister. And then we went to like co-op nursery school or I don't We were. I have a picture somewhere of us. Right. Standing in front of the co-op sign. Right. And And now like I'm wearing like a little little dress or something. It's terrible. (laughs) The picture's yeah. not terrible, just the, the, the dress is the terrible. The dress, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm wearing, like, yellow, like, pink pants My or mom something. used to dress me like a, like a, um, what are those dolls that American. sit and stare? Oh, no. Oh, kind of like, American. yeah, she did kind of dress me like an American girl doll. I had one of those. Me too. Which but one did you have? I had Samantha. I had Addie, obviously. <laughs> and then, because yeah. um, yeah. she was the only black one. Uh, and. Yeah. Now that I think, oh my God, now that I think of her like origin story, yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. I, actually, I don't like it. I re- yeah. Yeah. And now that like, I really just thought about what that was and the story she came with and it just kind of sucked. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that like, a little bit? It, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just like, I'm tr- I actually she was read a, it She was a little, like her family was, like, oh, was wow. like a slave family. Yeah. And it was sad. It didn't suck like, oh, they shouldn't have done it that way. It was just kind of surprising to me because mm-hmm. I didn't grow up around, like, this isn't a, how do I, they don't, they did not properly educate people about history, African-American <laughs> history. Yes. So. That was kind of a rude awakening for me. And then I think the only, this is so, wow, this is so random, but I think the only reason I wanted my mom to get me a different American Girl doll, I think I just wanted a white one because it was less tragic to hear about. All of the other girls' stories were positive ones. Samantha was like a wealthy white girl with dark hair. I liked her because she had dark hair and I was tired of blondes um and yeah she was definitely super privileged and yeah it's and super I messed up i think the other one that i had down the road later was like molly oh yeah she molly was, was like cute world little, war ii or yeah she something. was this cute little white girl with piggy pigtails mm-hmm. and um little round glasses like yeah, yeah yeah um her her glasses looked like harry potter glasses they did yeah and um I don't, I honestly don't remember her, the yeah. story that she came with. Yeah, no, I actually also had uh, Felicity. That was my second one. She was like the, the colonizer. She was the That's colonial. Because right. I remember I had I, I had two of the dolls, but I remember I read all of the books. Mm-hmm. Or they, I, my mom might have read them to me or something. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't, I don't think that those are, I mean, they were pretty expensive when we were kids. Uh-huh. I remember my mom. Yeah. My mom would never let me forget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and but I think I think they're even pricier now. Yeah. No, they were very. 
they were stretching they were like a catalog and so it was all like on these glossy pages and i like wanted it all and it was also really weird and i mean yeah it, i did read all the books too yeah i don't know they're like i don't know american girl dolls seem like a weird childhood fever dream mm-hmm. like it feels like it didn't really happen yeah, that was, yeah, probably, like, I think I was into that in, like, 1991 or two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then, but yeah, so, yeah, we were all the way, all the way there. And then I moved in middle school. Yeah. Um, and we definitely lost touch. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't, um, this was back, you know, when we had landlines and stuff. No, and You had to actually that. make yeah. an effort to contact people. Right. <laughs> I, like, I just... It was so weird. It was like I was, yeah, just picked up and dropped in another land. Um, yeah, that sucked because I, I don't think that, I don't think there was any other kids on the street that, that I spent any time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there. It's mostly adults, and yeah, it was limited. Yeah, <laughs> limited social circles. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So I guess. And then, yeah, like, so we've reconnected over the past couple of years, I would say, yeah. like, maybe through Instagram. Through, like, a social combination media, of like, social medias, yeah. Yeah, and just kind of, I don't know, I've really, I, yeah, like, really loved, like, the art that you've put out, and then also just all the, like, yeah, just super, like, honest things you've said about mental health and uh, LGBTQ rights and just everything, and it's just been really powerful to watch, and so, yeah, I'm glad we can hang out and yeah. get tim hortons <laughs> once in a while timmy hose yeah the canadian and western new york i don't know how far their reach is in the u.s but i don't, I don't it's not far because <laughs> i didn't i know for a fact it's not on the west coast but like oh. in recently being in chicago they don't have it there and that's mm. not that far true yeah so, <laughs> so. Yeah, we're, we're special yeah uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind. I like Tim Hortons, I but too. Yeah. like it's a very like you either really like it or you really don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's half nostalgia for me at this point. But yeah, no, it's it's decent and yeah, it's all right. Um, but that is yeah. So you just mentioned the West Coast and uh, kind of wanting to contrast um, yeah Eden and where we are right now with uh, Los Angeles and all of that so yeah (laughs) what would you say about that it might as well be a different planet in Mm -hmm. la like the west coast but it's a planet that i would i wouldn't mind living on it's just really expensive Mm -hmm. and i tried everything i could to stay there to the point where i ended up being on skid row for like three to four years i was in skid row is a gigantic just tent homeless community in Los Angeles in the worst part of the city. And um, I stayed down there for a long time just to avoid coming back to Eden because there's just, I don't fit here. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to put it. I don't fit here. Yeah. And um, it's just the, it. what came out of it though, <laughs> it sucked being down there, but it humbled me as a person. Mm-hmm. It made me see what people who, look like me because i grew up in eden where nobody looks like me and it it sucked um what they really go through in it and it it was a bittersweet experience and that like i saw a lot of things that scared me and traumatized me and i went through a lot down there yeah but um it helped me grow up and be a better person Mm. and um i also met my wife so that made me really happy 
obviously. <laughs> but yeah. like a lot of people um I'm gonna like start over. Okay, yeah, that's fine. It's hard it was hard for us to um it was hard for us to have a normal relation well, I don't wanna say normal, just it was hard for our for us to um it was hard for our relationship to grow because Skid Row is a place that if they see something like um, gay or lesbian behavior from people, it's you can be stabbed to death mm. for something like that. Actually, I think like a week before I got down there, a man was stabbed to death because he was gay. Mm. And that was everywhere. And like if there's, you know, if it's known down there that a woman is a lesbian or doesn't like men she could easily get pulled into a tent and assaulted. Mm-hmm. So it's scary. And we had to pretend, and I still to this day cannot believe that we pulled this off with half the people that we did. Mm-hmm. But we had to pretend we were mother and daughter. I had to pretend like I was my wife's kid. Mm. And like, it's just funny. Like it kept us safe, but at the same time, <laughs> um, it, it just brought out a lot of interesting comments from people. Like the place that she got her housing at, um, you'd have a lot of, of the tenants in there talking to us like, oh, yeah, I see the resemblance. And, oh, her daddy must have been a pretty big dude. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and you just have to sit there and agree with it. But it's just funny because it's like you're lying. It's not true. <laughs> we don't look alike because we're not related. <laughs> but um, I'm just glad that we had some type of a cover. And yeah. then um, it kept us safe. And eventually, after we got married, um, we did a courthouse ceremony and decided to she had never seen snow before we lived we lived down there for she was she was actually living down there for years before Mm -hmm. me um and then we stayed down there a little longer i ended up getting some type of housing eventually but it was really really terrible housing that was basically in the same area and um i it was better than being at a shelter but it was it wasn't much different at the same time yeah. i was i was i was actually safer and much happier mm-hmm. at the shelter than i was in the housing that i got yeah and that's not anybody's fault like i had a really really great case manager there and she helped me a lot we still talk to this day and she worked really hard to find housing for me but mm-hmm. it ended up not being a safe situation but that's not her fault yeah it's just the way things are down there sometimes you get you get the, what's that phrase that i hear boomers say a lot oh you have to choose between a rock and a hard place oh uh, yeah right right yeah <laughs> um, but that's what it was and yeah. um but she'd never seen snow before so eventually we came back here and she is literally obsessed <laughs> right with, yeah with snow now she loves yeah. it yeah yeah no that's good and she loves <laughs> She likes the small town vibe, I think, mm-hmm. and she really, really likes the Eden Corn Festival. She, mm-hmm. is, I mean, who she is obsessed. Right? <laughs> she is obsessed, like somebody who didn't spend the better part of their teenage years walking around in a circle doing nothing <laughs> because your parents wouldn't give you any more money to go on rides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What a place. Yep. I I look forward to it every year, and yeah, yeah. I guess. 
I did yep. too. And I mean, there is like, I mean, it's, it is beautiful here. Like the nature, the plants, the water, the climate, it's just like, it's really, it's a nice then, place to look And at. I guess if you do love the snow and are still into it, by Which, the time March rolls around, I'm like, but yeah. I don't, it's not snow that I hate. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people who have like grown up with me and stuff have probably heard me complain about I hate winter, I hate snow. But I realize now it's not really snow and winter I hate. It's just the cold part. Mm. I hate being cold. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it sucks, yeah. I wear ridiculous amounts of layers. <laughs> um, it's pretty comical. Um, it's but like yeah. those memes you see with the one friend who's always cold and it's somebody yeah. wearing like those giant hoodies. That's me. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yep. And I've got long underwear on under them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and six pairs of socks. Yep. Um. <laughs> Okay, so your name on Instagram is Onyx Arc, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you about like where you came up with that, like um, where does it come from? What does it mean to you? Um, at well, the Onyx part, I mean Onyx means black, so and that's like just that's always been my favorite color, ironically. But um, as I started like kind of educating myself on black history and things that are going on with black people in the world, not knowing because I grew up in a white community. Mm-hmm. Um, like my sadness and anger about it turned into just, okay, well I need to be better and get in better touch with um, my culture and stuff like that. And I need to just speak up mm-hmm. and that's basic. And like, the onyx part also comes from like the crystal uh the crystal or the mm. oh yeah like the a stone, stone. The yeah stone. crystal I think uh, it's my favorite crystal yeah. yeah no it's awesome um, i'm not that right now we're talking i can't even tell you what the properties or anything I think, are but. i mean a lot like protections definitely <laughs> yeah. one um yeah. it's still yeah. it's it's a lot of i'm still learning a lot about crystals and stones mm-hmm. and stuff but it's definitely become a huge part of my life because it makes me it helps me to feel better and it helps me to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the onyx part comes from. Nice. Um, and the arc part, arc means rainbow. And um, the same, basically the same thing. Once I finally became comfortable enough to admit that um, I don't like dudes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the LGBTQ community, I just jumped right in. And same thing. I just want to speak up. And it makes me sad that there's so many people in this world who are destroyed just because of that. Who they are. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it, I don't want to, you know, I can't, I don't want to talk about it too much right now because I'm going to go on a tangent and it's not going <laughs> to make any sense. <laughs> Part two. Yeah. Because again, yeah. this is all stuff I'm still learning about. And, um, in through right. learning yeah. about myself, like I can help other people learn about themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, a lot of people like, I've been waiting for like I've always wanted to help people, but I've spent a lot of time going about it like the wrong way. <laughs> um, and I also didn't realize that you know you gotta you gotta have your own stuff together before you help other people, and that's like a super cliche thing that used to just it used to anger me to hear it, but I guess now it just it angered me because 
it was true. (laughs) So I can um, relate to that. So I've spent a lot of time in the dark about a lot of things. And um, you can't just like, I don't know. My whole plan for a long time was to get all this knowledge I could and then um, come up with some type of plan and, okay, ready, set, go help people. But you can't just you can't just gather up all the knowledge you need to know and expect it to like have any type of serious impact. And that's a lesson that I didn't learn for a really long time mm-hmm. for multiple different reasons. It doesn't matter why. Yeah. But it took me a long time to figure that out. And um now that I finally understand more about what it takes to help people with things, I now know the skills that I have as a person to be able to do that in a way that I know how. Mm. And um, like I'm still learning. So people are learning with me. You can't go into something like with the expectation like, oh, this person literally knows everything because nobody does. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I, that's why I like with my social media, with my art and stuff. Yeah. Like um, I'm still learning a lot about art. I'm teaching myself. I didn't go to school for it or anything yeah. like that. So Actually, yeah. So that's on here. Yeah. I do want to talk about your art and being an artist. So yeah. It's so nice wow. to hear somebody say they I want to hear about your art. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. What kind of art do you like to make what what is it like to make the art you do and then yeah digital I also know like you've done material stuff and then your writing as well so oh my writing tell me about art that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> right but yeah, um, same I've recently gotten really into digital art and it's so much fun to do because part of the best part of art is like if something doesn't exist you can just make it exist and there's so many different ways to do that Mm -hmm. and um i've always been an artistic person but it just hasn't always been a possibility for me to explore that Mm -hmm. again for multiple reasons so yeah uh it's really like i mean i feel like i haven't like so much like art inside of me but it was never like fostered like in art I mean we had art class but I don't know it was just always put in a box so I understand like I feel like kind of because art is not present presented to all of us as something that you can do with your life yeah a lot of the time it's presented as something extra extra yeah and um that is the type of you know message that my parents always tried to get across was that art wasn't something that that I could do and mm-hmm. it's just everything's gotten lost in translation over the years and as, as to what even art really is. Right. Yeah. So my like so a lot of the things that I do now are things that I used to think of when I was a kid like and it's like well I can't do that though. Mm-hmm. But now I'm an adult and I have technology and I can. Mhm. And <laughs> right. so I've had all these years to just randomly think about a bunch of things in my head. Mm-hmm. And I never let it out because there was just a lot of other stuff going on. That's and mm-hmm. um, now I have the tools I need, and I've become obsessed with ASMR, yeah, which um, yeah. stands for. Hang on, I have to look that up. Oh yeah, no, I I I will let you do it because it's a mouthful. That's why it's <laughs> an abbreviation. Yeah. ASMR. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. 
Yeah. And basically what it is is if you ever hear a noise or see something or hear something or smell something that makes your brain feel tingly, like you feel like a the sensation of almost being high mm-hmm. just from the sound just from the sound yeah or just from like it works with all the senses mm-hmm. and um it really just relaxes you and makes you feel if you hear it continuously and um there is a huge asmr community on youtube it's insane what some people have come up with when i say insane i mean like magical yeah just yeah. so rad the things that people come up with can you give an example and- like so so people listen to this like well with my art right now i use like like people like to see like satisfying images like goo moving Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. something dripping perfectly or something being really like personally i really like glitter it makes me so happy to see something (laughs) glittery i can't even explain it so i see it in your art yeah yeah. Uh (laughs) a lot of my art is very glittery and um what I want to do with the images is help people to relax and to feel better from things like panic attacks, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety attacks, or um, just just things that trigger them. I want to be able to create things for people, like little worlds for people where they can get lost for a minute, collect their thoughts, and be okay. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of images and stuff, like people don't realize that just by looking at something for even 30 seconds to a minute, your mindset will completely change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it takes a it, it it's different for everybody. Right. Yeah, and different things. But for, when you're yeah. when you're hi, when you're having an ang- like an anxiety attack and everything is everything is running through your head so quickly and and everything is terrible and nothing's gonna fix it. Nothing's gonna fix it. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes you just need to distract yourself for a second. Yeah. And it's hard, but it's hard to remember that when you're in such a panicked, chaotic state of mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You're just not grounded. And yeah. so, yeah. And so my goal is to provide something for somebody to just melt with for a second so they can collect their thoughts and, and get through whatever is bothering them. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with the... There, there's other like I'm, I'm exploring being able to help people with like neuro, neurodivergence was, which is just a neuro. Okay, I want to be able to help people with neurodivergence. Uh huh. Which is, um, just kind of like a more badass way to say I have ADHD or um, <laughs> right, right, or you know anxiety like, just and like just mental health sensory sensory like, issues which, yeah, yeah like just different like your average person will hear a sound and a neurodivergent person would just hear it louder yeah. or more yeah basically your brain if you were if you have neurodivergency your brain does not work like everybody else's but yeah. that doesn't mean you're broken it just means you have to figure out different ways to learn yep exactly and um i want to be able to help people like um I want to I want to be able to help people clear their minds in that way as well where they can focus better on mm-hmm. something and I can use my art to do that or if they need just just there's just a lot that I want yeah. to do with my art What kind of tools do you use for the digital stuff like you just showed me one of your videos like what did you use to make that Uh for that I just used um 
I always forget the name of the oh, apps, it's a, but there's okay. two different apps that I use. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Yeah, on and a no. tablet. That's really cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just, no, it's okay. No, it's good. Um, okay. So do you, yeah, I, I kind of interrupted you. It's okay. Um, is, are there more things you want to talk about with art? And then I also, like, you have been touching on mental health, and I think just, like, yeah, the way that you've, like, talked about it, um... My main personally goal is just, and oh, sorry, well on. yeah just like the way that you've talked about it personally but then also like to like reach out and like just offer support for other people like I just I don't know I've I've thought that that's been really powerful and so I just wonder yeah if you wanted to say anything about yeah mental health and like what that is like for you and others and just like how it shows up in our society so I don't it's just it mental health is it's a circus like there's so much about it that people don't understand but at the same time there's so many people who aren't are are not willing to understand right and what i've noticed being around people that choose not to understand is that it's too much of an effort Mm -hmm. and um it's just to have several problems that are out of your control be labeled as something or or deemed as something that nobody has time to learn about mm-hmm. or that's your fault for something it reason. just hurts it sucks yeah yeah it it constantly it it feels like you're the kid like you're the last kid getting picked to play kickball every single day mm-hmm. it's just, it's, yeah yeah and like I don't I don't have <laughs> I don't have the patience to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Not but not because of the actual careers like mm-hmm. the school part. Yeah. I'm not a classroom learner. I never have been. I never will be. I think that my neurodivergency makes it very hard for me to learn like other people. Mm-hmm. And um but I still I still really want to help people. Mm-hmm. So I decided to use my art as a way to do that because you don't have to have a psychology degree mm-hmm. to help somebody feel better. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's really like checking in and making sure people are OK or just like letting them like or tell you a story about what's happening with their. Yes. Right or now. just ranting, venting mm-hmm. or Yelling. Going back to ASMR, yeah. like looking at yeah. something nice. Right. I just had a conversation with like, we should all yell more. <laughs> like, you know. It's just, no, I agree with yeah. you. I do. It's but like, that's and so like, much is repressed. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because with having the sensory issues that right, I do. That's true. I don't. Yeah. I cannot handle being yelled at. If you right. yell at me. Right. I'm going to retreat inside myself like a turtle. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like I, I guess don't... maybe like yelling like out into the woods or something, not like yeah. at a person. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, just I'm so quiet. Like I'm just quiet. Yeah, you are. You always have been. Right. You always have been. And I and that's that's what the joke is. That's what I was getting at. Like with the sensory thing, mm-hmm. I don't like being yelled at. Mm-hmm. But if you come at me, the whole fight or flight thing, I'm gonna yell back. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's just it scares me so much that I'm gonna yell back and i'm going to be hostile as a way to protect myself Mm -hmm. yep but if you're dealing with a narcissistic person who's unwilling 
to understand what's going on inside of your head, even when you are willing to explain it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So you need to figure it out for yourself. Yeah. You need to figure out how to calm down. You need to figure out how to stop yelling. And you need to figure out how to center what's going on inside of your head. Because not everybody is always going to understand. Mm-hmm. Right. And as a black person, that's dangerous. Yeah. Because if a police officer starts yelling at me or shining a light in my face, Mm -hmm. I'm going to freak out, not because I'm dangerous, but because I feel threatened when loud noises and flashes of light hit me because I have a sensory disorder. Right. But if I'm outside and a cop yells at me and I turn around to something that scares me and I flail my arms, guess what's going to happen? Yeah. So then that feeds to anxiety of not wanting to go outside because I'm going to get, my life is going to be, and like, My life is going to come to an end because I needed something from the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's one thing that's really put in, like, put into perspective of me wanting to help people. Mm -hmm. Because in my, like, journey with learning about black history and stuff like that, there's a lot of other people. I, now I feel bad because I can't remember the, the younger kid's name who, he was like an introverted kid and... He stayed at home all the time, and he was the cops. Tamir Rice. Is I was that him? I feel so bad, and it's it's not like oh I don't care about these people. It's that there's just so, so many. many. Yeah, there's a lot of names. Um, but yeah, just like innocent and and, even and I don't if want they that to happen innocent. To me. It doesn't even matter. But yeah, it's like it's I don't want to die like that. Right. I don't want to die scared like that. Hmm. Yeah. So I just want to provide, I just want to provide material Mm -hmm. for people who want to, for people who are, who are, who, who some, maybe they're going to change their mind and they want to learn about certain things. Yeah. But there's some things that like, even like a psychologist or a mental health professional isn't like, not that, I don't want to say not that they don't know. But not that there is some stuff that they don't know. Exactly. Right. No, if you have, I mean, I definitely have learned this in many different ways, but if you have graduated from high school and gone to college and then gone on to like secondary education and then got a job with a salary, like you missed out on a lot of learning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You really did. And you don't know as much as you think you do, like ever. And And that's, yeah. yeah. And it's just like. I don't, I used to feel really bad about not graduating from high school. Mm -hmm. And I used to beat myself up about it a lot. But then I sit back and I look at my situation. Mm -hmm. I was a special needs kid. I'm Mm -hmm. still considered, I still should be considered a special needs adult. Yep. But when people hear special needs, all they hear is, oh, my God, I have to do extra stuff for this person. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was going to happen. It's not my fault. Why should I have to take care of it? Yeah. It's effort people don't want to make. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they'll make like the most minimalist, minimal, <laughs> I can't say that word. Minimal, yeah. They'll make a very minimal effort. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and think that, oh, well, that was my attempt. And that's pretty much what the take on it was from like for me as a kid and now as an adult i do not have my life together Mm -hmm. and i'm 
I'm taking care of it. I'm in the middle of getting my life together, but it took me longer because I, I, many, many adults failed me as a kid. Yeah. And now I just, and in school, um, like I was told to drop out of school. It was a, it was a crazy (laughs) idea I had as a teenager. I didn't want to be there. School sucked for me. I was one of maybe five or six black students in an all white school. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. And, when I brought up dropping out in the nineties, like in the it's 2000s, a ki- like I was yeah, a teenager. Like, yeah. I was a, I was an I was a teenager. Yeah. So you you don't sit there and say, oh well, that's a good idea, and say like sarcastic things, and like it's just not how you handle it, and that's how it was handled mm-hmm. with sarcasm, and then well, fine, just do it then. <laughs> so I did, mm-hmm. and now I'm still to this day reminded that I did not finish school, mm-hmm. and it's like well. It wasn't completely my fault. Yeah, no. Teenagers I, make terrible decisions, and in my case, I was helped. Yeah. to make a terrible decision. Yeah, I did get my GED, and I did go to um, a film school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't feel any more educated. Right for for those two things. Yeah. No, I I can't believe how much unlearning I've had to do. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I went into debt for that information. <laughs> like, so what? much debt. And I see <laughs> the stress in people's faces uh-huh. that they have from mm-hmm. the student loans. And it's terrible. It is. Yeah. It's a really big problem. Um, Okay. Yeah, we're doing great. Um, Okay. I want to switch gears. Well... Do you want to say anything about writing? Uh, or you said another podcast, so... Well, my writing... I'll say this. We can talk about it, definitely. Yeah, like, it's I feel just, like there's I lo- so much I, I mean, have. I like love and hate writing. I have a very challenging relationship Same. with writing. Same. So, but I, I also can't, will never we, give it up. We should save that. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll, we'll pass it on, yeah. We love writing, and it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and what I'm writing, the things that I'm coming up with... And that I have a writing partner, a friend that I work with, too. We're trying to write things to get people woke. Mm -hmm. And that's something that takes a lot of time. If you want people to listen to you, you have to. And you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. you have to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, it's. Yeah, for real. So. Um, Okay, so. I mean, you've kind of you've touched on this as well, but just bringing it back to it, um, we are. What is today? Is it June fourth? Ah, yeah, it is. It's June fourth, twenty twenty one, and so June is Pride Month. Which, yeah, yeah. So I just want to hear, yeah, what does Pride mean to you? What does this month mean for you versus like the whole year? Um, all like the positive, the negative, the everything. How do you <laughs> feel about it. it? Yeah. Um, I think Pride this year. Pride is nuts every year lately because there's more and more people becoming comfortable with themselves and with the idea of the LGBT community. But this year is going to be insane because everybody's been cooped up in their house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I do plan on trying to get out for some events, Um, but it's just going to be kind of hard because... My wife, Clarissa, is in another country. She has been since the beginning of COVID. And our wedding anniversary is actually this month. We purposely got married during Pride Month. Oh, wow. And um, she wants me to go out and celebrate and stuff, um, even though she's not going to be here. 
And I haven't been in the mood, but I want to be because yeah. we're going through something really hard and I want to keep in a positive state of mind about it. Yeah. And I haven't been in a positive state of mind, much like a lot of people this past right. year. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody has their own stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I mean, that's not. That's nobody's judgment. I'm not like one of. I. I I'm. <laughs> I'm not saying the cliche thing that everybody says. Like, well, everybody's had a tough year because that's right. to me, in my opinion, is a really stupid thing to say to somebody who just said, yeah. "Well, it was a long year." Right. It's like, like if, if that's your are response, you still, if you're still like able to pay your bills and comfortable, like yeah, yeah you, it's different. It's a, for there's everyone. a big scale and of yeah. what's going on for people. Yeah, no, it's like some people are just like swimming in money and new opportunity, and other people, it's the it's the depression. It's like yeah, yeah it's happening all at once, and you don't know. And this year, this past year, I spent time with people that have helped me like I don't this isn't a negative thing so I don't know why I'm struggling so hard to put it into words <laughs> it's a positive thing but like every all I've all of the friends that I've been in contact with this past like in the past year like during the whole pandemic and everything like that I've been moving around a lot and trying to figure out a lot it's been <laughs> yes just so much mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I have to give a lot of credit to a lot of my friends like you and um just people who have put me on a much better path than I was well yeah likewise um, yeah i don't like i don't know how some of these people feel about me saying their name so i'm not going to yeah yeah you know who you are yeah you know <laughs> who you are um even in certain situations that didn't work out the way that i thought they would right it doesn't matter because um i've i've come so far compared to where i was mm. that i have much more of like much uh much more optimism yeah than I did before. And, you know, there's going to be good days and bad days. Right. Yep. But I am in a much better state of mind than I have been. And I credit that to a lot of the people that have been continuing to boost me up and not bring me down. Mm. And I credit like I, I've done a lot of my own. Yeah, you should. Yeah, thank yourself. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of my own yourself. research yeah. in ter- in terms of like what's going on with my brain and your own work. Yeah, and with my mental health and the thing that what I want people to understand about mental health is like if you spend years and years and years listening to doctors and a bunch of people tell you. We don't know what's wrong with you, but we know something's wrong with you. Here's some medication. We don't know what it does or we don't know if it's going to help, but take mm. it. Um, you're fine. You're, it's all in your head. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you, years and years of hearing this stuff, knowing damn well that something is wrong and nobody's listening, yep. either you give up, which I've, I've been down that road too, or you do it yourself. Right. And yeah. I have the internet at my disposal. I have libraries, books, internet, everything. Yeah. So I did it myself. Yeah. I know what's wrong with me. And now I know how to fix it. Yeah. Right. 
Yep. And and I want to help other people be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a medical professional. I don't, I never claim to be. I never, I never right. will be. But I, I just. Yeah. Well, there's definitely like self healers and I've definitely like yeah. how to do the work, like that kind of stuff. And it is, there's like a lot of reflection, a lot of processing and yeah, I, I do um, a version of that and I have been for, you know, a number of years, like, and yeah, it's kind of how I like, uh, how I get through change or like, yeah, move through like transitions and hard things and just something wasn't what I expected. And yeah, there, I, I have the book on my shelf. I haven't read Expectation Hangover yet, but I think that that's something. I don't know what that is, but it sounds, <laughs> it sounds pretty rad, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've had multiple expectation hangovers in my life. Um, and yeah, it's like, who I am really, I to have expected? That's such a good way to yeah, put it. Who am I to expect that in the first place, you know? Yeah. Um, so um, I'm, I'm learning how to how to handle those things a little better. And, that's good. Um, yeah, it's, but yeah, exhausting. And, and I have been, yeah, grateful to be able to like meet up with you and talk about things too. And it is really interesting, like kind of this, yeah, this strange like, I don't know, like window into the past or something too. It's like, it's, it's like, oh yeah, I really did spend time in this house and this was what was going on around me. And like, that was my house down the street. And I did used to go to those like grapevines and, you know, who knows what chemicals they're spraying. <laughs> so it's just like, there's so, <laughs> so much here and so much like information, but I know that very many people don't have they don't have the desire, courage, anything to like look back on what happened in the past and how that impacts them now. And mm. just, yeah, really grateful that you're, um, you're doing that while I'm doing that. <laughs> I know it's nice to not have to go through it alone. Yeah. And for sure. a lot of people this year have been, um, I mean, 2020 was the nervous breakdown that nobody asked for, but I think <laughs> a lot of people needed because, um, for a while it looked like it was going to be the end and mm-hmm. everybody was just kind of like, okay, well either it, it was like the two paths thing. Either you had a nervous breakdown and all of a sudden got woke mm-hmm. <laughs> or you just kind of sat back and watched it happen. And I, I had a nervous breakdown and got woke mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the people that did sit there and just kind of chill and watch it happen. And <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I, I, much love, much respect to all of you who just sat there and watched it unfold without saying a word, because I don't, I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people I, who yeah. just, I mean, people who just sit and watch the news and they're like, huh, okay, that's going on now. Well, good night. <laughs> There's people that do that. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, yeah, no, I definitely, um. Yeah, I definitely like to show up in the material world, um, and I can't just, like, be like, oh, cool, and then, yeah, it's like, I don't know, maybe when we were growing up, but even then, I'm sus- I'm suspect, but it's like, we just, yeah, we have the internet at our disposal. That can be confusing, because, yeah, things can look real when they're not, and all that stuff, but still, like, there's so many people communicating and sharing things, and just... Yeah, you you can really you can do better, and you don't have to like rely on what you had learned growing up. Because yeah, and if you're really- anywhere over, yeah, like 
Like, wait, what were you in the eighties? Yeah, in the eighties or nineties, like the stuff you like learned from like the news, school, movies, like TV shows. Like it was all pretty wild and messed up. Yeah, <laughs> and it still is, but. Yeah, just kind of like revisiting old shows and looking at messages that I was exposed to as a kid and what I believed. I'm just like, what? (laughs) And it's like that would never fly like now. No. Yeah. There's just so much you can't get away with now. Like the um, the whole breakfast thing when when you're seeing, oh, Lucky Charms. I just (laughs) now I want a bowl of Lucky Uh Charms. But they'll say things like part of a balanced breakfast and they'll put the bowl with like a plate of eggs and toast and orange juice. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but she never actually said it was healthy. Yeah. But because you said part of a balanced breakfast, everybody believed that it was, Mm -hmm. Oh, let's eat marshmallows. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we still do. Yeah. They're so delicious. (laughs) Yeah, they are. But it's like Uh. now everybody can be like, yeah, dude, we know they're not healthy, but we're still going to eat them anyway. So just, it's okay. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's amazing. Or like, you know, do you remember how uh, Tony the Tiger was always telling uh, that Frosted Flakes are and like in the commercials, in the Frosted Flakes commercials, it was always showing these kids playing sports and being fitnessy. Right. And it's like Frosted yeah. Flakes was pure, is pure sugar. Yeah, doused in milk. Like <laughs> if I ate that before swimming, like I would throw up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they're showing these kids playing hockey in the middle of the street mm-hmm. and like, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. We lived, we grew up in some wild times that was kind of, I mean, I don't know if you've seen like WandaVision, but like. I'm actually in the middle of that. I like it. Okay. It's great so far. Well, I, yeah. No, no spoilers. But I think that whole, like, just the whole thing about sitcoms and all of that yeah. is very, uh, really resonated with me and me what too. I experienced as a kid. So, and it's, yeah, we, we, we made it. <laughs> and like, they can't even, yes. like, I grew up watching a lot of movies and TV, and I was always shocked to find out that that things weren't real. And it sounds mm. so simple to say something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I have a feeling that people know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you see something for so long, and then, like, after I went to L.A., there was a lot of stuff, when I went to school out there, there was a lot of stuff that I was like, this really happens? Yeah. yeah. And... And it's kind of funny because since I grew up in Eden and since I speak the way that I speak, Mm -hmm. um, when I first got out to L.A., there was a lot of other black people that would look at me with just an expression that I didn't I didn't know how to take because they're like, where are you? I'm just talking like I know how to talk. And you're looking at me like I'm a science project. So, yeah. It took me, it, I mean, now I'm, now I understand. That was when I was in my like early 20s. Yeah. But now I see like people were not used to hearing a black person that sounds as white as I do. Yeah, from a very rural part of upstate yeah. New York that, yeah, no, I think, I mean, you think about like, yeah, it's just, it's wild. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm a, even just like being a white person growing up here, it's still such a small town. It, it's such a, it's such a unique situation. And then to be black on top of it. Um, yeah, is very like you just the conditions that you grow up in are are so I 
it's so hard to describe and then it is hard to describe. and then we're on the, yeah we're it on the really street is. and we're just like in in each other's backyards and like li- yeah popping in between two different backyard worlds too and yeah. yeah i mean you talk about yeah la being another world we even even our own families and it's just it um, is because like you go to other yeah. places and people say oh that's an interesting accent you have. Yeah. It's like, I don't have an accent. Oh, gosh. And then, I did in Texas, too. Yeah. yeah. But and, well, I didn't used to hear it. But then, you know, a few times after hearing myself say Lackawanna. <laughs> yeah. Bagel. <laughs> oh, wait. Clarissa picks on me so bad every time I say that word. I say bagel now. Well, I just had to eventually because I worked at a coffee shop and I was like, I can't say it the way that I was taught because. Wait, say it. Well, say it how we were taught, because I want to see bagel, bagel, bagel. But like bagel is better or like more acceptable. Yeah, and I said bagel, people were just like, I don't know. I say bagel, bagel. (laughs) See, and Clarissa, like Clarissa, will be like, babes, like you sound so. She laughs, like I, she picks on me, and I just don't understand because I think I'm saying it normal. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) And then I would like spend time in Buffalo and Western New York, and then go back to texas and it my i would the nasal the nasal sounds would be like up an extra notch uh, that's what bothers me like i don't want to be like out of all the accents <laughs> why do we have to have such a nasally one lackawanna yeah i don't want to sound like that when i say lackawanna yep but, but then say yeah. like if yeah. you say it like Lackawanna. Yeah, no. I don't want to say it like that. No, either. you just gotta let it out. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, okay, so we're at the end, and this has been amazing. Um, yeah, this has been really fun. Yeah, it is. It is really fun. This um, is my first. I've never done a podcast before. This is great. Thank you for including me. You're very welcome. Um, yeah, I guess I. I don't know. Actually, my brother and I used to like record ourselves doing a little like fake radio station Aww. just down the street. So I say like I don't know whatever got me into doing this, but maybe that had something to do with it. Well, I definitely would like to do it again. All right, yeah, sounds good. Um, let's do it. So yeah, do you have any parting thoughts for people listening? Anything you want them to check out? Um, um. Or just anything you want to say? Well, I'm just kind of kind of getting my social media pages together. Um, I uh, Stay away from my Facebook right now because I don't know what I'm doing there. <laughs> but if anybody wants to check out my art or has any questions about it, um, just hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. And that's... Yep. Instagram is where you can find me right now. Yeah, no, you can I'll find me on it, Facebook, yeah, even but... Here, um, but the page like i said it's not i'm still cleaning everything up <laughs> all right sounds good well thanks em it's been awesome to talk with you and you. uh we'll do it again soon all right thank you so much for listening to the keeping things alive podcast for more information please visit www.keepingthingsalive.org